This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're celebrating the women's rowing team's third straight NCAA championship. Bates won all four races by open water in Indianapolis, but it was not as easy as it appears on paper. I'll tell you more about it coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The NCAA Rowing Championships began with a delay. The Bates second varsity eight was supposed to begin its heat at 8.15 in the morning on Friday. But debris at the starting line forced a delay that lasted until 4 p.m. And when the second varsity eight finally got on the water, the Bobcats stopped rowing within the first 100 meters. The reason? A broken foot stretcher. So all the crews went back to the starting line. After that, it was smooth sailing, with the 1V winning its heat by 7 seconds and the 2V cruising the victory by 12 seconds on the restart. Then on Saturday, both crews won their respective grand finals to clinch the national championship. It was second varsity eight Cox and Maya Sation's first NCAA championships. The junior was presented with situations she doesn't normally see on a typical race day. She talks about having to restart the heat and a surprise challenge in the grand final. Definitely a little bit of a nerve-wracking experience. I think having a boat like the one I did, having Grace Murnahan sitting in front of me, having the rest of them backing us up made making that call easy. It made making the call to stop uh, and to, to have you know us restart that race I think meant a lot. And so um, definitely a game time decision there. Uh, very stressful, but I just tried to keep my calm. They kept their calm, and they made things easy for us. And, you know, we came back stronger, I think, that, that second start, too. You have a grace period of, what, 100 meters to stop the race? Yes. You have 100 meters to stop. It's, the, like, the breakage zone. It's marked by red buoys. We were just at the edge of it, very much at the edge of it. I, I'd say probably within a stroke of, of the end of the breakage zone. And, uh, you know, maybe two more strokes, and we would have been gone. How were you alerted to uh, it, shouting in the boat. There was a lot of, uh, which is not normal at all. So uh, as soon as I heard that, as soon as I knew something was wrong, put my hand up, we got that race stopped, which was really great. Yeah. All right. So on the restart, how'd that go? Obviously pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's like coach always says, you have to have the time, have to have the presence of mind to stop, to reset, take a deep breath, and then have things come back to where they were. So reset to that normal, um, and we restarted, and I think we felt great. Today's grand final for, uh, for the second varsity eight. Uh, obviously, win by open water. Yeah. Early on, you were kind of close with someone. Yes, you away. we were. Yeah, we were pretty pretty tight with uh, WPI and Wesleyan, and we had, a, we had a little bit of debris stuck in our skeg too. So, running through the first half of the race course, definitely a little bit rocky. You know, things were a little bit tight. As soon as we came past that thousand meter mark, we started to lighten up, loosen up. Uh, it started feeling a lot better. And then 500 meter mark to go, something kind of slipped out of the skeg. We're free. We just zoomed ahead. Uh, it felt great. Yeah. You tell me for the first 1500 meters of this race, you were racing with debris and in, in, yeah, in, yeah. in what now? Racing with like a little stick or something stuck in our skeg and reached my hand into the water, pushed it out, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you were still leading even with, despite that, right? Yes. Yes, we were. Yeah. What does that say about the strength of this crew? I mean, this this boat is just unbelievable. This is an incredible crew. It's an incredible group of people, not only my boat, but you know everyone who's here. 1V, spares, coaches, obviously. I mean, we have the rest of our team backing us up, and I think this is just another testament to the fact that Bates rowing is deep and it's strong, and, and we're still here, so yeah. 
How would you sum up your first NCAA championship? Incredible. I'm, I'm speechless, honestly. I keep stumbling over my words because I, like it's, it still feels like a dream. Yeah. Excellent. And then um, tell me a little bit about, you know, the senior leadership in the in the 2V. That must be nice to have. Oh, it's incredible to have three of the four seniors who are here rowing in my boat is just it's it makes all the difference. You know, you feel that sense of maturity in their rowing. You see it in their faces before race time. They're there to calm everyone down, keep them settled, keep them in line. And honestly, I need it sometimes, too. So having those three people and all four of them who are here racing to back us up is just amazing and then you know to have people come from so far away to see us like Hannah Smith and Katie Weidman it's just it's awesome. How'd you handle the, de de the delays you had to deal with? Yeah our team is, is built on flexibility I think that coach really instills in us this idea that no matter what you're doing you're ready to roll with the punches if something changes who cares we're we're still here doing what we need to do um, and I think honestly that's that's really what came in key for us here and came in clutch this team's ability to just move and do what's needed. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share? Just awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you to my team. Thank you to the people here. Thank you to the coaches. Thank you for being here. For senior captain Sophie Claus, the national championship is extra special for what she's had to overcome during her career. So the delay on Friday was nothing. The broken foot stretcher, a little more nerve-wracking. Flexibility and flexibility trousers are things that we're constantly wearing. Um, so if anything, we probably played with it better than other teams. I think it was it could have been even an advantage to us. Um, it was definitely hard because we've been waiting to race for so long. Um, and going into yesterday to keep getting pushed back, we were just getting you know kind of antsier and antsier. But coach reminded us to you know be back at the SCOG, be back at the boathouse, um, rein it in, and you know just apply all that energy into our, our race at 4 p.m. Then your foot stretcher breaks. What, what's going through your mind there? What happened? Um, my, I was full of anxiety and it was wild. It was two strokes in and my foot came off, uh, disattached from the boat. Um, I had no idea what was going on. I started, one stroke later, I started shouting uh, to Maya and she couldn't hear me. So it was just, each stroke was going by and I was like, foot stretcher, Maya, Maya. And thankfully Emma York in front of me heard me and started yelling and then Eliza Fisher started yelling and then we stopped one meter within the breakage zone. Um, this is the craziest thing. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I just started yelling, uh, made that made that choice, I guess. And then um, we pulled off to the side and figured out that you could actually just clip the shoe back in. So it wasn't technically breakage, I guess, but it was, um, we at that time thought that uh, if we had breakage at that point and it wasn't technically breakage, we were gonna be disqualified from NCAA. So we were like, this is, I'm on the line, I've just made this call and I could have put the boat and the entire team in jeopardy and like we could be going home and that was a lot in those few minutes. So uh, yeah, you could say I was stressed to say the least. Um, Emma York and Lily Kinder behind me were really my rocks and <laughs> patting my back as I was like still looking at my foot off the foot stretcher and um, then they came over, helped us fix it and told us that we were just good to go back to the start line and try again and we were like, Okay, let's do it. Let's go. We've been waiting all day for this. It's, it's time to go. So, yeah. What would have happened if you had crossed the 100 meters? So, I think that it would have been, um, I think we may have had to keep going. 
I'm not sure exactly. I think we could have stopped and then maybe it would be a false start. Um, but the breakage zone is just 100 meters. So if like a rigger had broken or my foot structure had actually broke, broken, then that would have been a different situation. But the coxswains know all that information. It's um, coaches told us that the rowers don't need to know it. So that's fine by me. Yeah. But you not knowing it, you were a little scared. Oh, absolutely. I was terrified. I was like, please, please let this be breakage. Please let like let my foot stretcher go back. I don't want to go back to the dock. I want to just do this race. We've been waiting all day. And if this is the reason why we can't race with debris and a foot stretcher, I just I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> and then so today's race, I understand. Maya was telling me there there was debris slowing down the boat for the first like three quarters. Right. I didn't know about that until after we had finished. So I just was thinking, you know, this is, a, this is a tough race and Wesleyan and WPI were really gunning for it and doing an amazing job and um, same with every crew. But when we finished, then Maya and Mern and, and, um, and Phoebe were all talking about how this piece of wood had gotten stuck to our skeg and we were like, we had added resistance for no for no reason and uh, just of course, sort a classic move for this, for this boat and this crew just, you know, makes absolute sense. Just for my edification, skag, what, what's that? Oh, the skag is um, the part of the boat on the bottom that helps steer. So um, Maya's uh, lines are connected to the skag and she can move it to help us help us um, move directions. And so it was caught on that and just kind of adding a whole other element of resistance to our rowing. And so once they removed it at the 1500 meter mark, you said you didn't know about it during the race, but do you feel getting faster though? I mean, our race plan has us so that at the last 500, we pick it up anyways. So in my mind, we were just doing our normal um, fight unload sequence in the next second thousand. And so for me, I was just like, we're going to push hard and everyone's laying it all on the line right now. There's no reason to hold back. So I thought that's what it was. And then crossing the finish line first, obviously pulled away there. At uh, what point were you like, oh, we got this? Once, uh, for me with this crew, as soon as we're ahead, I know that like nothing can stop us. It's like you can see other crews walk, but the way our race plan is and the confidence I have in the rest of the women in that boat is like we wouldn't let anything come to us. So I knew that we were just going to keep pushing harder and harder, and no one would let up no matter what no matter what happened. Even if we were gaining links, we would not have stopped and we would just keep going. So that was, that was it. <laughs> so I didn't realize, but you didn't go last year. No. This is your first time rowing at NCAAs as a senior, as a captain. What does this mean to you to be able to do this? It's a huge, huge thing. Last year, I uh, hurt my back pretty badly in the spring. I just got back surgery this past December. Uh, so it's been a wild, wild ride and it feels like all the odds were stacked against us, myself, you know, all these injuries and things and to be here is such an enormous privilege and I'm so proud of everyone and, and myself to be honest, you know, that we've gotten here and um, and that I could be a spare two years ago and then to be here ra racing is just, you know, that's what you were saying about novices on this team, they really, they can do it, they can do just about anything, I hope, yeah. So. Sure. So I guess you know, with the surgery and everything, you even though this this team was the overwhelming favorite coming in, there's still a little bit of an underdog mentality with you and maybe some other rowers. Oh, definitely. I think being that you know classic gritty school in Maine, we just everyone keeps pushing no matter what, and we we don't race with other crews on our um, on our river. It's just us. So we're constantly battling each other, and that's where the deepness comes from, and that's where all of our a lot of our strength comes from and so um, 
so yeah, so coming in, you know, we don't really know what to expect and we know all the crews were training really hard between NIRCs and this regatta. And so we were just trying to do the same thing. Great, well, any other thoughts on the, uh, the third straight NCAA championship for Bates? I hope they keep going and I am so, so proud to be a part of this team and um, honored to be able to stand with them on stages and know that there's so many people back home and here that are supporting us. It's an incredible feeling. Senior Captain Stroke Sophia Rentel spent her entire Bates career in the first varsity eight boat, helping the Bobcats win three national titles along the way. I was having some nerves, as everyone always does way before the race, but there kind of came a moment uh, right as we were waiting to line up to get into the start area when I realized I'm not nervous, I'm just excited. And um, the, the seven or so minutes went by pretty quickly, and all I could think about was just it's the last time and I just have to push as hard as I possibly can and enjoy it one last time. So wind in your face a little bit? A little bit, yeah. It was a little windy out there, but nothing we couldn't handle, nothing we hadn't seen before. So in that type of situation, how does that change things, if anything at all, in terms of the wind blowing towards you? Um, it just means, you know, be a little grittier and all the same crews are out there experiencing the same wind. So trusting that we can handle it and if they can't, they can't, but we know we can. You're right by the coxswain, so you, you're, you're, you're hearing everything very clearly right next to her. Uh, at what point were you, like, were you and Liza like, we got this, you know, it's open water at this point? I think when we were crossing into the last 500, we had already, you know, made it clear that we were up, but I think we started moving even more, and that was the moment when we were like, okay, we got this, but we're getting some more. We're, we're going to get a little more open water. We're going to go absolutely all out. The first day, the heats, the 2V, they had that kind of issue with the foot stretch or whatever. Were you aware of that or were you already like launched and not aware? Yeah, so we uh, we saw them start their race and stop it. We were waiting to line up for our race. So we were a little freaked out. We were worried that something happened, um, but we were sitting there and the officials were telling everyone what to do. And we figured that they were all okay. The rowers, you know, they were in good spirits. They really handled it like champions. And um, I think that reassured us that it was gonna be okay. We were gonna do it. And uh, some of them told us after the race that when they were able to watch our race go down, it gave them that little confidence boost that it was gonna be okay. We were gonna do it. All the delays throughout this, both days really, I mean, really yesterday. How'd you handle that? Um, honestly, we just, we just handled it. We were used to being flexible. We like to say we wear our flexibility trousers and we certainly did. And each time we got out here and thought we were gonna race, we got ready, we got hyped. And then um, if, if they pushed the time back, we just said, okay, we'll chill out again and get hyped when the time comes. So obviously it wasn't a problem, but had you ever experienced anything like that before? Um, you know, racing is always variable. There's always weather, there's always something. And um, we hadn't experienced this, this kind of issue before, but uh, we had our last championship race in the pouring rain and cold. And really, I think at this point we could handle anything. So you're the only senior in the 1V, but there are obviously seniors in the 2V. So as a senior class, how special is this to cap things off like this? It's really special. Um, I think the four of us uh, rowing in these boats today, seniors, feel like we did it. We got the job done, and it's a good way to go out and leave and um, feel really excited for all the others who are going to go do this again for another one, two, or three years. Stay with GoBaitsBobcats.com throughout the summer for more updates on Bates Athletics. The Bobcast will return in the fall. Thanks for tuning in all school year to the Bates Bobcast.